Wow, 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 wow. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of a show called Amateur Hour. The show is a podcast about professional sports by people who never once in their lives have ever played professional sports or even gotten close to. I'm your host. My name is Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of topics, mostly which tie back to sports. Amateur hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 56. Today is an orange day. I don't know what color you guys are wearing, but Shrey and I are both in orange. I guess that's the vibe, the energy for today. Uh, we're going to kick things off. We're going to get our good vibes rolling. And I'm going to start us off with the weekly highs. The weekly highs. So my personal weekly high this week is that I just finished my third audiobook. And it's an especial high and is special high. It is a good high because without naming names, without pointing any fingers, the audiobook, while I am grateful and thankful for the opportunity, I cannot lie and say that it was a well-written um, article of literature. <laughs> Some stuff I found was plagiarized, uh, which I reported you know, to the author or the producer. Um, so that wasn't good. But again, I'm grateful to have it done, and I'm grateful that I got the experience. And yeah, we're moving on. I'm going to go back, do some more commercials. Going to take a break from audiobooks because it's a lot of work. Like it's like yeah. a lot. I was showing Treyas, I have to pull this like my heavy comforter over my head while I record. So it's there's no reverb. There's no mm. extra sound. No, there's no extraneous sounds. Uh, it gets hot in there, especially now that Phoenix is starting to cook at like 95 on the daily. It gets hot. You're going to get those um, those soundproof tiles for your wall. Is yeah. that like a the step the next step? Well, I have some, so I'll just take in a little. So I have Oh, so you have I some on like, the front. But they're not oh, I have some like okay. right behind my computer and then I got some over there, but they're not yeah. very good. They're not very thick and there's so much uncovered wall and ceiling in my room that there's just not enough. Like there's still just so much reverb in here. And the insulation in this house is particularly poor. Uh, uh -huh. it's so it's just, there's no, it's not a good sound studio. So the next place that I'm going to be living, uh, I'm definitely going to put some money into like actual, like, like you said, those real thick, nice wall panels and make a mm. good sound studio. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Every audio technician's dream. Yeah. <laughs> audio technician's never, yeah. Oh, yeah. Soundproofing. <laughs> Acoustic management. Oh my. <laughs> So going over to the world of sports, my sports high this week is that March Madness, and I know that we're not a college basketball or sports podcast, but we got to talk about March Madness because we love mm -hmm. basketball. And you know what else we love? An underdog. And the, the tale underdogs. of a supreme underdog is happening this year. I just this watched Hoosiers, Max. We're gonna, we got to talk about the underdogs now. We got to talk, talk about, about the, the underdogs. underdogs. We, St. Peter's, who I didn't know was a school 
I didn't know their mascot was the Peacock. Really didn't even know that they were part of the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Um, the Mac. Has the, the Mac. Has ups, upset every single round. And they just beat the Purdue Boilermakers, a three seed, 67 to 64. And they are now part of the Elite Eight, which is incredible. The has never been they, done. Has never been done. A 15th seed that like somehow made the tournament is now in the Elite Eight. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, like how? How? Well, it, it gives me vibes from I was just I was just saying this, but it gives me vibes from remember when Florida Gulf Coast went on that run to the Sweet 16. I know they were I think they were like a 12 or a 13 seed at the time. And that was a crazy run because they were like dunking on everybody. They were like the dunk team. Um, and then last year, Oral Roberts. Yes, got I to remember the, Oral. Won, yeah, won a couple rounds, and that was like pretty crazy. They had um, that what was his name, Max Abmus or Abmus, um, and he was like the best scorer in the country at the time. And but they only got to like, the Sweet he, Sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, they only got to the Sweet Sixteen. And they lost, so this is like unheard of. This is like unheard of. Yeah, for this low of a seed to not only upset be, one time, to, to upset well, to technically upset three times. But to upset yeah. number two Kentucky and then number three yeah. Purdue, yeah, and they won convincingly versus Kentucky too. I think they won by like uh, six points. That's a big margin of victory for That's a big margin a fifteen of seed over the, in the first round against a Kentucky and, team. Well, they scored eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Kentucky team that came in like it looked like it was like almost a surefire Sweet Sixteen. Like it felt like, you know, Cal Perry had a had a more a, a more veteran squad, and he didn't have just like the one and done guys. He had some sophomores in there, some juniors. So like, it felt like this was a team that 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 could have made noise definitely. But to get upset like that, like that's classic. That's like this is like classic like like that's something Duke would do. Even though Duke, I know, is playing well and has a chance to get to the Elite Eight now. That's the, that's like the classic move where it's like the top one or two seed. That's the team that just goes, and you never expect that team to go off. Like that's the one. And so you know, props to St. Peter's for making that making that dream come true. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and props to their secret weapon, Mustache Doug. That man has become their mascot. It is no longer the Peacock. It's the Dugs. These teams are getting dugged. The guy's got a sweet stash. <laughs> Ted Lasso. I was seventies adult film star, all of it. But this guy is balling. And you know that like if you just look at that whole squad and this guy, he's like the that guy. Oh yeah, he's a hooper. I, I made the joke the other day that he looks like uh the first guy in high school to get a mustache and he's just rocking it. He's rocking You know what I mean? It. Like you get for it, you're the first one to get facial hair. You can't you can't shave. Like no. You gotta like show it off a little bit. Like, that's the that's the vibe he's going for. And I thought that's I thought um uh, that's exactly every time I look at it. I can't think of him because he looks so young too. He, I don't even know what year he is, but he, he looks like he's fresh out of high school. He's got the he's got the like the junior high stash going, and he's just balling. but it's thick. <laughs> but it's thick. I got to give it to him. Like it's like it's a thick, it's not wispy. It's not wispy. It's not wispy. <laughs> I, I honestly, Shay, I'm kind of jealous. 
<laughs> one day I'll be able to grow facial hair. One day. You had to you had to shave a couple times. I know you were trying it for a little bit, right? You were uh You had it. You had it on a couple pods and you're you you just didn't you just didn't It didn't look good. You through. couldn't see it. You all you have to look at it in the right light, and that's the problem. It's just I, I'm not even worried about the sides because I know that that's not gonna grow. But the stash mm. and then kind of like the chin is what I was really trying to foster and farm, cultivate. Yeah. It just wouldn't like it's so light, like it gets there where it's like you can see that there are a bunch of hairs growing, but it's yeah. so light that it just looks like I like got dirt on my face and forgot to wash it off. Well, it's well, it comes it comes up blonde, right? Your facial hair is blonde. It comes up so blonde, yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like if it's not really thick, a blonde mustache is kind of a it takes a backseat in the get go because you can't see it until it's like super thick. You know what I mean? And I've dyed it so before. Like, I dyed it too. You 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 have not. I did. No. <laughs> Your reaction is the reaction that I got from everybody. Yep. No, I know it feels bad, but you can't you can't go around dyeing your facial hair to make it more. I prominent. wanted it to pop up. Oh. You gave it a little highlight. You you were like only you're like only the roots. I'm leaving I'm in sorry. shame. I'm, I'm going to go back sorry. to my family. <laughs> Look, Doug's mustache has had me inspired. And, you know, I felt confident and comfortable enough to share that. But, uh, yeah, you, mistake. You know, you know uh, what's his name? Drew Timmy on Gonzaga. He has the he has the celebration, right, to hype up the crowd where he, like takes his fingers and he drags it across each side of the mustache. And then he like does a point like a finger point. And so he goes like, this. like, I feel like um, eater Doug eater. has to, has to come up with a mustache themed celebration. Like he can't, he can't, he can't be rocking that and not point it and like, you know, flaunt it during, you know, he's a good shooter. He makes his free throws. He's got to do something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Drew Timmy also has like, literally like a just a full like yeah i mean he's got that he, yeah, he's got the yeah he, he's got the he's got the you can make a uh you, you can make a logo out of that mustache he, type look you know what i mean he he's yeah. got the he chops wood for a living <laughs> like when the he's got the full yeah like that's a, that's a man's man that like he doesn't drink water he drinks whiskey Lagavulin. <laughs> he goes to bed with boots on. And he just smells like like firewood and like cedar pine, pine all the time. <laughs> I, I got you. Like he's playing basketball and his defender's like, mm, he smells manly. Just yeah, he smells like he smells like a new car right now. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did you yeah, know the new car smell is one of the most deadly scents there is? It's like really, really, really bad for you, apparently. To, like one of the worst VOCs out there. Yeah. R- really? Like the what they put on the that the whatever chemical. No, no, not like your little like tree thing. That literal new oh. car no. <laughs> Shrey was about to go outside and take like, the tree I was, off of his I was, like, I was like, I was like, hello? That's like the one thing you can get to make your car smell good. <laughs> you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me like the like the number one. The number one selling car freshener is a carcinogen or something like that. What I'm telling you, Shrey, is that big scent 
It's all part of a conspiracy. Big scent is coming for the lives of American people. Big scent is trying to take us all down. And they're they're implanting these things that smell nice but kill you secretly. You just took five years off your life. Those those so wait. rascals wait, 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 over it. Back on track. You're telling me that the actual new car smell. Like when like you buy a new car. For you. Yeah, try like to like fr- air fresh out your the car. dealer. That's like really bad for you. Apparently. What do they do? Why is it? What happened? Like, do you know? It's not like they're doing anything like intentional. I think it's just the chemical itself is like one of the worst VOCs, volatile organic compounds for you, I guess. Well, that's that's ridiculous. Why don't they like aerate the vehicle before you buy it if it's at a dealership or something? I don't know. It's because I think it's part of the cleaner, I think, that they do. <laughs> Hang on. So you're, telling me, the, you're telling me the dealer's out to get me. They're, 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 like, they're like, oh, well, you wanted it clean, didn't you? Here yeah. you go. <laughs> That's crazy. That is a uh, that is uh, not. They do fun actually fact, have a. Well, they fact. do have a spray that can uh, that gives you that, but I don't think it's the actual chemicals. But like, if you that's do crazy. like that scent, there's something that you can buy. Yeah. Not okay. Crazy. That's great. That's crazy. No. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That blew. Yeah, that blew my mind for a sec. Damn. Okay. Yeah. There's a yeah. There, there's a video right here that pops up. The toxic truth behind that new car smell. Yo, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy because people like that. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that. Like when you get that car fresh air, you're looking to get like that fresh out the dealer's smell. So it's basically like the original is really bad, but then someone is like, "Oh, I like that original. Let me get it in tiny form." (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just really like the new car smell. Oh man! They're gonna get they're gonna get the gasoline smell one too. Then <laughs> the gasoline car fresh. I do like the smell of gasoline. Anyway, all right, Trey, so yes, we're talking about bad things, right? Bad, evil. Bring us to Ooh. our other segment. What's the low? What's on the okay. low? What's bad? <laughs> the lows. Let me start with let me start with my personal my personal low and that's uh, that's gonna be my stamina max. I uh, especially for ladies. <laughs> moment of silence. Uh, <laughs> for 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 sport activities, <laughs> for outdoor sport activities. The we. <laughs> I was going to say, listen to a couple of the weekend songs and that'll kind of help you. <laughs> anyway. For activities that are done outside with some sort of ball or disc. Pot? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel or like disc? I'm digging myself a- Are you talking about ultimate frisbee? <laughs> a basketball, ultimate frisbee, walking, running. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to get back into it. Max. And <laughs> oh, 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 oh. and anyway, um, yeah, it's not been going well. Yeah, uh, like after like you know, it's been basketball recently, and you know, after like the first couple games, I'm like, oh, like my eyes are getting like that, like almost fainty type, like where my body feels fine, but my eyes just do like the black stars. You know, oh, the feeling. yeah, yeah. 
Yep. It's like it's kind of it happens. It happens when I haven't been running a while. Where like my body yeah, is no. like I could go for another game or two, but then yeah. I guess just like like the amount of energy I have is just so low that I'm like my body's telling me like nah, don't do it. And I'm like, but it's basketball. Mm. I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. I gotta play one more. Um, which yeah, is probably like, but like you get back into the game and like because you take a rest and you're like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, like, yeah. I can play one more. As soon as that game starts, immediately first two minutes, you're like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like wheezing out there. Yeah, I'm like Carl. Yeah, wheezing. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Um, so, are you going to finish that um, croissant? Croissant. croissant? <laughs> sure, not croissant hockey. <laughs> I like llamas. <laughs> Jimmy's right, mom. Yeah. Jimmy's mom. Uh, yeah. No, I no. I agree. Honestly, that that's something that I've been thinking about too. Is just that cardio. It's hard. It's like, what do you? It's tough. Nobody likes running just to run. Or if you yeah. do, well, that's my well, that's my game too. That's my game yeah. too. Is like I'm not like gonna bruise anybody. I'm not gonna be like a post player. You know what I mean? Like my game is my game is like running off screens, driving, taking mid range jumpers, hitting threes, making sure like I'm getting the defender tired. Like that's right. my game. So when I'm not in shape to do that, it like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm like oof. I was like, I could do this last summer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get through a winter and you get through a couple of cold days, and then you're like, oh, you're back at square one. So that's where we are. We're oh, we're no. at like square one and a half. We're like at square one and a half. We okay, made a first good. step. We've had a we've made a first step, but we're not at square two yet. It's just crazy how fast. I think like cardio is like the fastest thing that deteriorates. Mm. You know, like if you stop working out or you take a break or you're injured or something, your cardio gone. Yeah, it's gone. Like you like it's like within a week. Like if you haven't been walking or running or getting any sort of cardio like in a week or two, by that time yeah. you're kind of feeling like, you know, you're huffing a little bit. And even when you go back, right? Even in like my training and you know, again, I'm at the gym all the time. I'm working out all the time, but when I stop doing those like regimented runs at least like one or two during the week and then mm-hmm. I try to go back to them, no matter how much exercise or basketball I've been doing before, going back to those runs to try to specifically work on cardio, they're always hard if you take that time off. Yeah. The yeah. only way is if you keep just plugging regularly. And that's yeah. that's a lot. It's all about doing something. Like even if like that's what I'm yeah. trying to do when I'm like going back and I'm getting outside and everything like even if you're doing like a half hour, like that's like a little bit like you can't like yeah. if you if you take it out completely, then you're like you're taking <laughs> oh, a no. step back almost. Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like, how do I breathe when walking? <laughs> I can do both at the same time. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like chewing gum and walking. It's like, how do I breathe? Do I do I take the step first and do I breathe next? Like what happens? <laughs> or trying to like eat when you have a stuffed nose. Well, you just you just won't taste anything, right? Well, it's like when you can't breathe through your nose, and then you try to like eat. You don't get that where you like can't breathe when you do both. Okay, that's just oh, a me problem because right. I eat too fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, when you're when you have to mouth breathe and also when eat, you, and then the food is stuck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something. Like, right, right. So like you got to take, take, gotta take a break. Yeah, yeah, because I can't. You know, like when you're eating a sandwich. Or, you know, just something you can take those nose breaths kind of in between. But when your nose is clogged, yeah. then you're like, then you're like, <gasps> yeah, if you're, e- 
if you're eating really fast too, like no air is coming into your like you're not even taking like a second to like breathe while chewing. Like that was that's my parents' biggest complaint. They're like, breathe, breathe as I'm trying to eat, as I'm just have you ever seen the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, I have not. Mm, okay. You might like that movie. Uh it it is it is claymation okay. technically, it's, it's, which turns a lot of people off. No, no, no. I like no, no, no. I like claymation. I like that like style. Okay, okay. Yeah, you yeah. like claymation. I watched um, I watched it's not specifically claymation, but I watched Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, it's like very, it's like yeah. that style. It's like more. It's more of like that like paperish quality to the to the animation, right? Like the paper yeah. claymation. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, I like that style. But why is that? Like, uh, is there like a reference to the reference being is that if you've ever seen that movie and you see how the animals eat, that's how I eat. They literally just take both hands. <laughs> But it's a, that's also it's a star-studded movie. It's Wes Anderson, so it's it's beautifully done. It's a good. Oh funny no way! Plot. That was a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, Wes Anderson movie, really, really ah, good. Huh? Yeah, I would recommend. Ah. I think you'd like. No, it. No, I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about oh, your cardio. Was, <laughs> yeah, my cardio is not good. Yeah. my cardio is not good. Um, but uh, let's move on to the let's move on to the sports world. And yeah, my sports low is that you know we'll get into this more when we talk about the full NFL free agency but Juju Smith-Schuster right he's the known for signing, dancing on logos known for his dancing on logos known for you know he was coming out of you know coming out of USC he, he opened a lot of eyes with how good he could be a receiver and then he started getting the social media flack right <laughs> And people started kind of hating him for it. And, you know, you saw it in that play where he danced on the Bengals logo and then he fumbled that game. He is now on a team in the Kansas City Chiefs that, you know, has a has a relative of one of the players that is also known infamously for his social media presence. And that is one Jackson Mahomes. And so, you know, Internet's been kind of going... Hmm, interesting that now Jackson Mahomes and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster are on, you know, the same squad, if you will. And I saw I saw an IG story from Jackson Mahomes that was like, yo, we need to collab at Juju Smith-Schuster. And I went, oh, great. Oh, oh here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, no, As he like, actually made one? Yeah, he he did a he did a he did a story. He did an IG story, and it was like he's like, now we gotta collaborate. Something along those lines. I might be paraphrasing. I forgot, but yeah, he did an at Juju Smith Schuster for the TikTok thing. Like, uh, pretty. I was gonna say like I don't know. Obviously, he he could have been sarcastic about it, but like I'm not taking it sarcastically because he's insufferable. And so both of them together, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm sure. That we will not be without Jackson Mahomes x Juju Smith-Schuster content this year. And it'll only be for the internet to groan at. So, you know, good luck. Anna. If you've ever I mean, met somebody me. who's annoying, it's Jackson Mahomes. The guy got kicked out of a restaurant because he was obnoxiously drunk with all of his friends. And they oh, just went saw- there. I saw that. That was a mess. Yeah, they, the that. restaurant went on. They're like, they're crazy. like, please don't come back. You can tweet about us. But like, we denied you service because you were literally obnoxious. And uh, we hope you trip. Basically, well, the crazy thing was when he posted, like there was like 
he was like not taking any blame. He was like the waitress was the waiter and you know, they were mean to me and you know, no one was able like no one gave me my food on time and we had to wait a long time. And then they came back at like the first I remember because the first post by the restaurant was like this like like just hitting him where it hurts, right? And I was like, yo, this is crazy. They're like, no one's ever stood up to Jackson Mahomes. They just let him do whatever the heck he wants. Yeah. And then finally, somebody's like... taking a stand. And then, and then they, uh, and I don't know if like societal pressures got to him, but like they had to apologize for it. They were like, we're sorry if we, you know, took it this far or whatever. We were just kind of standing up for if, our, well, if, we and I was like, this... no, no, no. Oh, the restaurant apologized. They had to make a secondary apology. They had to delete their post, their original post. And that's when I was like, no, 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 no. Everyone was on your side. Everyone was on your side. Everyone was Everyone on their understood. side. Everyone probably understood. because they got a uh, lawsuit from the rich family. Yeah, they the probably family. got, yeah, they probably got some like, yo, don't speak about me that way. From a well, oh, they gotten a uh, defamation lawsuit. Yeah. So it's like. Because when like, you're that no. rich, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, no, when, your fam- when your family is that rich for Jackson, I don't even know yeah, what right. he does. He, I, I don't think he could. Has it ever much. come out? Has he ever come out with like, like what his actual occupation? I don't know if he's probably just going. He's probably just going for the influencer at this point. He's probably what just an influencer living? at this point. Yeah, <laughs> this is what Jackson Mahomes does on a salary of four hundred and eighty-two thousand dollars a year, <laughs> and how to save your money. You know what's funny? You know that um, you know that YouTube channel. What's it, what's it called? Like the where they're from, or yeah, where they talk about like uh, celebrities and their beginnings. I forgot what their channel is called. Uh, like, Vsauce. Like, no, it's not a Vsauce video. It's there's like a specific. <laughs> like a specific I was channel. as a joke. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's like a specific channel where they like go through celebrities, like you know, from their like their childhood to how they got to be fam- like how they were famous or something. It was like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like Jackson Mahomes is probably like, uh, uh, like a minute. Like, it's not like more than like, what, like what could he have done in his childhood? Profited that Patrick, off of the success of his brother. That yeah. Patrick Mahomes already also never did also did. Right. They did the same thing. And then Patrick Mahomes became the quarterback and now he's the influencer brother. <laughs> so it's like, and it's like, great. Now you got Juju Smith-Suster. You got a little buddy. Uh, have fun, internet. Baby, I can't be your man. Baby, <laughs> she a fan. <laughs> Maybe start dancing on the Chief logo. <laughs> start doing the gritty up and down the field. On, uh, on the opponent logos again, yeah. Yeah, Shrey, oh. that is correct. That is a low. That Those That's two great minds combining together. I'm done. I've had enough. So let's actually jump right in. And let's talk about the the uh, whirlwind that has been NFL free agency. Now, this mm-hmm. uh, we, we you gotta love free agency because one of my favorite things is just kind of seeing different people on different teams. You kind of see which teams are making the proper moves, which teams are making the improper moves, who's leaving by choice, who's you know getting thrown out the door, all this stuff. Now, we talked about you know Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, two big quarterback trades last episode. Uh, and if you'd like to listen to our discussion of that, go back to episode 55, Forgotten Birthdays. Uh, this week, though, kind of after those happened, but after we recorded, um, we had... So let's go to Green Bay first, mm. just because that's a very interesting situation. So Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers decides to stay, which 
to the dismay of everybody was the case. You know, they, nobody, I don't think anybody wanted them, but that's just me. Okay. Devonte Adams, their ultimate weapon, their secret weapon. One of the best receivers in the game said, I'm out. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm not going to be here and leaves to go play for the Las Vegas Raiders, which is incredibly intriguing in my mind because reports say that Green Bay matched LV's offer. Yeah. The Raiders and the Packers both offered him the same amount of money, but because of other reasons, he left. Thoughts? You know, that was the most shocking thing. Well, one of the most shocking things that I've heard in free agency, and especially in the offseason so far, right, was I, it just came out of nowhere. I think, you know, looking back on it, I think the hindsight, internet's hindsight was 2020 because then videos started getting popping up of like Derek Carr talking about Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams responding to it of like, you know, it'd be a dream to play with them one day. And like that all happened like last summer and stuff like that. So, and as you know, for everyone that doesn't know, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr did go to college together and they played both played at Fresno State. So I guess they've been kind of plotting this and, you know, looking to see when this could happen for a long time. And man, for it to happen, because I remember on the last podcast, it wasn't even one podcast ago when I when I when I said, "Oh, they signed Devonte Adams to the franchise tag, so they got him for another year." <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's like the dream on green. Nope. <laughs> um. No. So it's pretty insane. It's pretty, Good reference. It's pretty Good meme. Insane. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So it's pretty insane that he he had signed the franchise tag first. Then they then they re-signed Aaron Rodgers. It looked like everything was going okay for at least another year. And then bam, he says, No, I uh I I won't play after this. he probably said I'm not gonna play with you guys after this year. Like I'm not gonna be on the franchise tag. And he went and he said, I'm I wanna play with my old quarterback. And they signed him, and not only did he get to play, is he now get to play with his old quarterback. They signed him to what is now, but at the time the richest contract in NFL history for a wide receiver. And we'll talk about, you know, who's, who surpassed him in that case. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. So, so that's the thing. I mean, just kind of touching on that. It's, it's like, it wasn't about the money why he left because green Bay literally no, offered like one for one. Right. It's yeah. not about the money. And do you think it was just the desire to play with Derek Carr? Or do you speculate that it was some issue with Rodgers in their previous seasons? So I don't know if there's no, because I don't think I don't think it was a personal <laughs> issue with Rodgers, but I, I think I think money I don't I don't know if I wholeheartedly believe the report that Green Bay was willing to match that contract, considering they had just paid Rodgers 50 million, right? So if they're million, paying Rogers, yeah. if they're paying Rogers fifty AAV, and now they're gonna pay Devonte Adams twenty eight AAV, like what other room do they have? Like I, I know for these millionaires and billionaires, they have money growing on trees, but at, at a point, like you gotta pay some taxes, right? Especially in these salary cap situations. So 
I'm not 100% sure that that was fully on the table. It feels like a, an after report of, hey, we did all we can, right? Like, you know, like it feels like a Green Bay was like, you know, after he leaves, we got to put out there that we were ready to match and he said no. Because, like, that makes him look better, right? It makes him look like, oh, it wasn't about yeah. the money. It was more about cars saying and him having conversations. And Devonta ended up saying, no, I actually want to play with the player. When at the end of the day, where it's like, you know, Rogers' money gets in the way of a lot of things that the Packers are able to do. Having that big of a contract means that maybe, I don't know, they probably went up to him and was like, hey, Devonta wants this type of money. Like, yeah, are you able to like they're going to have to restructure Rogers' contract in the future because to make any sort of cap room to make future moves. Right. Maybe Rogers said, no, like you guys gave me this contract. You're going to have to do like I wouldn't be surprised if he was that type of guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like saying like, hey, I'm not going to restructure in the future to let you do this and that. I got my money. Right. If Devontae wants to leave you know, frame it as he wants to go play with Derek Carr, but I'm going to keep this one. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. So I'm not fully 100% Tell him to bring me my money. <laughs> the bring, they gave him the Brinks truck. They didn't not only unloaded the Brinks truck for him, they gave him the truck. They just said, here, take the truck with it. So, yeah, I think, I think in the middle, well, they, the, they gave him two trucks. So it's like in the middle there, there is, it had to have been some sort of money thing. I'm not fully sold on that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I respect it. I, I think that's a fair take. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I agree. I mean, it's just the thing that gets me always is I always look back at the just the failed playoff runs. And yeah. some some of that was Devontae Adams' fault, his own fault. Some some bad dropped passes in clutch moments. Uh Bad passes sometimes, but I uh, I don't know if it was this year or the year before where there was literally a pass that like went into his hands or like his chest and it just bounced off or mm-hmm. he just like dropped it. I don't remember what it was, but you know, you kind of look at that and you think to a player, it's, it's how is that affecting your mental An opportunity to play somewhere else might not be a bad thing, especially if you know a guy. And the more I continue to play sports myself, the more I really learn the value of chemistry. And if you feel like you're going to have a better chemistry and a better opportunity somewhere else, at the end of the day, you know, you got to go where you got to go. And that's the thing is that like, yeah, Rogers got his bag. It honestly, for that much money, it really could have been a money thing. And it's easier to frame in hindsight, you know? Yeah. And for Devante, it's like, if you know guarantee you're going to get the bag somewhere else, go take it. It would have been a completely different story if, the the Packers offered this contract. Raiders offered something less, and he still went with the Raiders. You know that would have been more telling. Yeah, that would have been more telling. Right Way now, it's telling. like a lot more speculation because he right. ended up getting the best contract, and nothing came out about what the specifics. And that's the key, right? You got the specifics of the actual deal that Devonte Adams signed, but they just said that Green Bay was willing to match. Right. There was no this is the specifics of the offer. There was no money involved. They just said they just said it like, you know, what I mean, like anyone can say that they were willing. to. We match, don't even know. If, but was right. there an offer on the table? Right. It, that's so, exactly right. Because we saw that in the NBA with Dennis Schroeder is he said he's like, I never got the later Lakers 80 million dollar offer in front of me. They speculated yeah. it, but I never got the offer in front of me. Yeah. 
So did it really happen if the offer yeah, wasn't really presented? Like, I know it makes for a good meme of, like, Dennis Schroeder ended up fumbling the bag. But at the end of the day, like, if the Lakers didn't actually offer it, then that's a different story, right? So it's like, it makes the Lakers look good that they didn't pay him that amount. So, you know what I mean? Then in the hindsight, you're like, oh, the Lakers didn't pay Dennis Schroeder $84 million? Like, dang, he ended up going for five. Like, that's, oh, th- they're so lucky. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just it, It's all an optic situation. And specifically about Green Bay, now that Adams has left, what do they have? <laughs> right? Like, they you Jones. paid they Adam Rodgers all this money. They have, they have, they have, okay, so they have the Jones, they have the Aarons, I guess, Aaron Jones. And Aaron Rodgers. And, um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And then they have AJ Dillon, who's a really good power back. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're in the same situation <laughs> when they signed Rodgers. Like, they're like, okay, you had Devontae Adams for a couple days, but you still have Randall Cobb. You signed Robert Dunyan, who's coming off of an ACL tear goat uh, like uh, we're back at like i don't know dude i feel like this is 2019 20 2019 uh, 2020 brady over again like the last year of the patriots you know what i mean like what does he have now so we're now in a but brady didn't position. get there was no but there, it was brady's last year exactly they didn't we didn't just re-sign brady mm. you know what i mean like we knew that that brady had the potential to retire leave whatever Right. And yeah, he didn't have assets. And that, that was kind of the problem that I saw with the whole situation. It's like, we know that it's his last year. Are we just going to let him walk? Or are we going to surround him with pieces that he can use to actually still try to make something of this? But obviously, yeah. we know how that went. Right. So, but with Green Bay, now it's like, okay, you paid Rodgers the big bucks. He's supposed to elevate his team, right? Which I think that's like the difference between him and and someone like Brady is like consistently is Rogers elevating his receivers. And I don't know if it's consistent enough. Like, obviously it takes them to a certain spot and they had Devonte Adams as almost like the safeguard, right? Because whatever, whenever he couldn't find someone open, Devonte Adams could always get a catch in traffic or he's like the safeguard, but now he doesn't have that safeguard anymore. His number one is going to have to be someone's number three, a really good team's number three. And so will he be able to elevate that type of roster to the second game, championship game of the playoffs? It's left to be seen. He couldn't elevate the last roster to the championship game of the playoffs. Oh, to the playoffs or just the regular season? Because those are two different things. Well, the championship game. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Um, I meant to say that, like, asking if he can do that for – the playoffs is one thing, which I would say right. Right at this point is a firm no. Can he do that for the regular season is maybe more debatable because you look at Aaron no, Rodgers. Think, yeah, he's still a great talent. Yeah, no, I like, think I think he he'll find a way to they'll, Green Bay. Green Bay will find a way to win games with Rodgers at the helm in the regular yeah. season. But, you know, everything tightens up in the playoffs, right? Every every throw, every run, every decision is under more scrutiny. And it's always like, oh, well, they could have had that one back. Whereas in like game seven of the regular season, if Rodgers throws Lions. a pick. Yeah. 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 If Rodgers throws a pick, like who cares, right? They probably win that game anyway. But against a better opponent, you know, heightened stakes with this type of receiving core, 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sold that Rogers will elevate his receiving core uh, to any games won in the playoffs. And I know that's left to be seen too. He's definitely had years without Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams was only drafted in 2016. So, but they haven't, you know, they also lost Marquez Valdez Gantling too to the Chiefs, you know, right after uh, Adams left, you know, a couple days later, MVS goes to, MVS goes to Kansas City. So, you know, that's his two best receivers right there gone. It's going to be tough to come back from that. It's going to, it's, it, we'll have to see what he re- he's really made of. He made a freaking cheese and discount double checks at this point. <laughs> Maybe he'll really go to Jeopardy this time. <laughs> All right. So, uh, like Shrey has teased before, there was another big, and we're talking, when you're talking about money, big contract, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I didn't see this one coming. Tyree Kill is uh, gone from uh, the Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, bro, why inside the division? Uh, yo, that's crazy, dude. This 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 trade out of nowhere. I'm like just looking at my phone. I'm probably on the I'm probably on my laptop for a little bit, so I wasn't looking at like all the breaking news. And I look over and I'm like, it says breaking news, ESPN notification. It's like. The Dolphins trading for, and I was like, okay, whatever. It's probably some like, who knows, right? It's probably you know, it's probably like some uh, third string guy, like or some good defensive player, or whatever. Probably to injured see, Mark Ingram the second, yeah, yeah. To see Tyreek Hill on the screen was just was just even more mind blowing than the Devontae Adams thing because I did not hear a peep about. Tyreek Hill being, you know, either wanting to go home at this time grabs, or, yeah. or having or having contract extension turmoil with like, you know, saying like, you know, not wanting to, you know, meet the terms of whatever the Chiefs were offering and just kind of you know, putting everything down and then them saying, OK, well, we'll let you look for a trade like that didn't leak at all. And usually that that type of stuff leaks for that big of a cl- uh, that big of a player. So you know somebody's about to leave before they leave, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know that it's going to happen, right? So for him to first say, okay, it's probably the, uh, for Schefter to first say, it's probably the the Dolphins or the Jets. I was like, oh, geez. Okay. First of all, let's let it be the Jets because Zach Wilson will throw him a pumpkin and no one will be able to catch it. But if it's the Dolphins, <laughs> if it's the Dolphins, Tua. I'm like, dang. Because as much as Tua gets, you know, crapped on for not being able to make the big throws, and he he still has a really high completion percentage in the NFL. Like, and I think that's what's going to be the game now with Tyreek Hill as a Miami Dolphin is you're going to, he's there, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are going to take that five to 10 yard route up the middle and take it for 25, take it for 30. And they're just going to be a reception playing yards after catch type of team. And with the occasional downfield, like let's just let Tua try this one until he gets yeah. confidence, which is like that scary to me because for teams that aren't built against speed on the defense, they're screwed. Like the Patriots, you think Devin McCourty stopping Tyreek Hill and Jernwall? Huh? Huh? <laughs> You think you think Dante Hightower is stopping Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? 
what? <laughs> like, that's insane, dude. For the slower teams, for the older teams, that's like kryptonite. It's speed. And so to sit back and be like, that's in our division now. We have to play that twice. We already can't beat them. We already suck against the Dolphins. We already, the, the Patriots already. We lost, yeah. We, we, lost. We, we lose every game in the past couple of years. And now you're telling no, we me beat you once. Had... We beat them once. Oh, this year, when? we beat them one out of two. No, we, didn't we lose both? Yeah, we lost the last game, and then we lost uh, the first game. That's when we played the Dolphins. We really lost both? I thought we won. Yeah, I'm like... I thought we won the last one. No, I'm pretty sure it wasn't close either. The first one was close. This one was not close. The first one was the Damian Harris. It was the opener. Damian Harris fumbled at the in the red zone, and then we lost that game. And then the last game... Pain. Yeah, so... You know, to see that happen in our in your division, I like can only think, look at, compare that to the Patriots and currently what they're in. And we'll talk about the Patriots uh, right after this. But, like, that's the only thing you can do. That's, like, an insane move. I don't know what your thoughts are about it, but that's insane to me. Uh, yeah, well, like you said, speed uh, is definitely a factor. And we know that Tyree Kill is one of the most just incredible athletes. Well, he may have uh, – a shady aspect with his outside of football relationships that doesn't detract from the fact that he is incredible on the field and the fact yeah. that he can get up and down. And also, yeah, it's It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I was not expecting him to leave. Right. It's mm. not like the chiefs had, I mean, the chiefs didn't have a bombshell of a season, right? It typically wouldn't be a reason for your stars to move. I would think that, again, this would be a year where, like, you had a rough start, but you got it together, but you still lost in the playoffs. I would think it would be a re-up year, right? Because you've seen that you can done it in the past. You have the same major roster pieces, and you're assuming that people are pretty much only getting better. With You have prime, Kel- um, prime Kelsey and then, you know, prime Tyreek Hill. And Mahomes. You know. And Mahomes. And Mahomes. And prime Mahomes. It's weird to see him leave. Also weird because my boss... Or not my no, he's not even my boss. He's one of the guys at work is, who is not nice to me. Is a big Dolphins fan, so I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, and it's also in our division, like you said. It's like it, it feels like a double triple whammy in this case, and it's surprising too because you thought with Mahomes getting the contract that he did, they re up Tyreek, uh, they re up Travis Kelsey a couple years ago. I think two years ago. It felt okay. like it yeah, felt like they were going to keep that as a core. Yeah, it felt like they were going to keep right. that as a core. But it looked like at the end of the day, the money that Hill was asking for, and then what he ended up getting too, right? He ended up getting thirty mil, and he got seventy two guaranteed. At the end of the day, those contracts with Mahomes and and Kelsey probably factored into the decision. Def- definitely factored into the decision of the Chiefs not being able to match that money. Like that's otherworldly. My thirty mil a year is ridiculous. So to see and seventy two guaranteed, insane. So that's like where those contracts are like. You know, if you wanted Hill, you paid the two biggest contracts at other positions. So you're gonna have to you know make some sacrifices in the case. And Tyreek Hill ended up being the first one. He asked for a lot of money. Just get more money. Sure. Got more. more He got the money. He got the place. Yeah. Shut up and work. Get off your lazy butts and just do do the work. Kim Kardashian said it best. 
do the work. It feels like not enough people want to work these days. There's just there's just so little jobs and people and hardworking people in America, dude. It's just crazy. Yeah, and right, people don't want to do the work. Yeah. Oh man, work. What is that? So for the Chiefs, get more money. Just get more money. (laughs) Now it's uh. Well, I feel like this is actually a good time then. So let's let's just kind of half transition here. Let's talk about the Patriots because yeah. where I'm at right now, I don't feel like the Pats have the assets to beat a team like Miami. And Miami no. has been bad for a long time. And now Miami, after, you know, having a, a split season. Seriously, they started off, what, they were like one and seven and they went, they finished like 10 and seven. Yeah, they had a seven-game like losing streak followed by a seven-game winning streak, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, and they barely missed the playoffs. And, yeah, when, when you talk about it, Max, it's difficult to see the Patriots beat teams in the AFC now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when, you, when we started before uh, free agency, you, you would have said, okay, Patriots – at least a wild card team, they have a real shot at making the, the, you know, leading the division, winning the division. But after the moves that the AFC West made, right, where we talk about the Raiders getting Devontae Adams, we talk about the Broncos getting Randy Gregory, Russell Wilson. We talk about the Chargers getting J.C. Jackson, from like us not being able to pay that amount, he goes to the Chargers. They also get Khalil Mack from a trade, right? It's shoring up their defense. They re-up Mike Williams too, so their offense is all secured. Then you talk about the Chiefs with, you know, they still have Mahomes. Right now they obviously don't have Hill, but they still have Mahomes. They have Kelsey. They have um, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They just picked up Ronald Jones. So... You know what I mean? They got Juju. They have Marquez Valdez-Scantling now. You know, and with Mahomes, too, it's just like, you know, he'll elevate the team. So, I don't see them winning against any of those teams. That whole conference. The Pats. And then now you add... Yeah, the Pats. Okay. And then now you have, now you have, you know, teams like Indianapolis. They pick up Matt Ryan. You have teams like the Miami Dolphins. They they obviously pick up Hill. They get Teron Armstead from the Saints. You know they sign him to a big deal. That's a huge move on their offensive line to shore up. You get the Bengals. They get you know uh, they get Ted Karras from you. They get Lyle Collins, uh, which is a huge deal. So yeah, I don't know. And they were already above you too. So like all these teams that were above you got better. All the teams that were you were kind of in the same zone with that you felt like you could probably beat, they 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 probably got better on paper too. So it's like how many teams like you know there's only eight teams that can make. Who like wh- where did the Patriots stand in that case? Like they were already a wild card team. So it's like now you're really getting dicey. Like they, like they're feeling like a missing the playoffs by a game or two type of team. Like even if they win enough games, the teams that. The teams that were in that spot will probably win a couple more and they'll make Everybody it over. Else so it's is better. Like, yeah. So it's like when we talk about the Patriots, Max, uh, let me let me go over a couple moves that were, were key was 
the Shaq Mason deal to uh, having having him traded to uh, Tampa Bay out of nowhere too. He had two years on his contract. You know the money wasn't that bad either, right? For them, the 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 the, the quality of player, right? He's right. your he's basically he's basically your best offensive lineman. He's basically one of your best players on the team. You trade him for a sixth round pick, which is beyond me. For, uh, what? Huh? So his value was higher than than a six. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable! I don't even know what the you know the Buccaneers know about Bill now <laughs> that like he was he they were able to 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 scam him out of Shaq Mason. Also, he wore number sixty nine. Come on, got to keep that guy. It's not nice now. It was nice, and now it's not nice anymore. It's ridiculous. Um. You sign a bunch of these guys that are kind of old, like Devin McCourty. He's on his last legs. You give him $9 million. Super iffy. Malcolm Butler, he's been off for a year. He signs a two-year contract, which I'm kind of glad that he's on the team just because it kind of shows that (laughs) Bill doesn't have any bad blood to Malcolm Butler. Um, And He won us the Super Bowl, man. He won us the Super Bowl. He won us the Super Bowl, but then Bill's decision to bench him for the Eagles Super Bowl really dumb uh, is uh you know horrible horrible decision but i'm glad that you know they're able to reconcile and now they're on the same team again james white he's coming off the hip injury that you know landed him off the full year i love james white but i don't know how healthy he's going to be going into the year trent brown always injured they gave him uh a big uh, they gave him a contract but it's mostly based on you know incentives and stuff you know, they re-signed Jawan Bentley for the linebacking core. They re-signed their backup quarterback, Brian Hoyer. They got Ty Montgomery, who's been around the league now at this point. Like, when you see the quality of players that have moved in elsewhere, and then you see what we got, Max. <laughs> we, we, we were at the we were at the we were at the thrift shop. While they're all at Dolce & Gabbana and Louis Vuitton. And Gucci. And, and Prada. And it's like, man, man, what would it be like to shop at Prada? Huh. I got the, I got the, I got, per, I got Prada. We got Prada, but we don't got We got pra- great value. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got the off-brand product. We got P-R-E-D. We have a Prada. We just get the devil wears. That's it. That's our brand. <laughs> I you know and that and that's the thing it's it's been historically it, oh and Shrey we forget what we talked about last week or the week before how the Patriots coaching staff is still a mess too yeah so confidence going into the season very low so much I wish we never had an off season because I was I was at a decent confidence I level the, before the off season I, I I liked our team that was the thing is like we it we. Our big question mark was the quarterback, right? That was it. We said we that's what we said though. We're like, we like the moves. We like the moves a lot. We yeah. like the two tight end system. It ended up working out pretty well for us. Our defense was there, uh, you know, until the very end of the season. Right. But we took a chance at Mac Jones, played out pretty well. I was excited that if we kept the roster and we kept the coaching just kind of, you know, similar, let's hold on for one more year. Let's see what we can do. Then you can but just letting guys walk, basically, yeah. yeah, trading them for a bag of chips, like you lose. So you lose your you lose your number one corner, right? You yeah. don't you don't get anything back for him. You don't sign him. You don't franchise him and try to trade him. You don't get anything back for him. So now you're down a number one corner. We already didn't have any receivers. Like 
I know we like Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar is fine. Like he's, he wasn't great last year at all. And then obviously we, I'm not a fan of Nikhil Harry, but to not have a number one in that department also stings, especially when you're expecting Mac Jones to make a jump and play, right? Like we expect him to be better. Yeah. We expect him to be better, but if you expect him to be better, don't you want to cover your bases and hopefully like as a rookie quarterback, he's not going to like try to like, he's not going to elevate his team coming off of like, you know, a a very, a very average season. He was good, but you want him to get, you want him to get better. You need to put the team around him so that he gets that confidence that he can, he can make the throws, you know, someone's going to catch him. You know what I mean? Like he just understands who's, who's there and they're going to be reliable. Other than Kendrick Bourne, I don't see any reliability on that on that offense. And then the running backs, obviously, the running backs is re- are reliable. But like, well, that's if James White doesn't get hurt again or can play to his full potential. And same with Damian Harris, he needs to stay healthy as well. So, so it's it, it's frustrating when when you don't make moves. I know people are like, oh, well, we didn't have cap space, and you're like, yeah, but you could have guaranteed a bunch of contracts. They don't go on the, you know, don't make them the base salary. And then you get some cap space right there. So there's always a ability to make something happen. And the Patriots didn't have any excuse. I feel like they're going to use the last year's offseason. We splurred to this year. We got to make, you know, we got to like, you know, gain our cash back up, our cash flow back up. So it's like, I don't see, I don't see why. Because you want the kid to do better and look better. That's something that I, that wasn't addressed to this point, and I don't know what else is out there, Max, to to address it. There's really nothing else left in free agency. It's going to be tough to find someone this late. Unless you make a trade, which we know all New England sports are not. Yeah. Not <laughs> something about the iced coffee that runs through the rivers in New England. People don't want to make a trade, all right? I'd rather take your mom out to dinner than make a trade. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm just I'm just postulating, Trey, and I really, I mean, for me, if I'm going to play armchair GM, mm. we'd love to do that. If you what? want Mac Jones to develop, yeah, I I would. I'm trading Aguilar, and that's I want I want to get somebody. It's a weird contract. It looks bad right now because he didn't he didn't make real impact last year, and you know to give him, uh, well, I think it was like twenty. But that's what I didn't know why we brought him in because he was never good before. Yeah, well, so he he his numbers looked his last year the year before he played in Oakland or something, and Derek Carr was throwing him bombs. He, yeah. he was throwing him bombs, like fifty yard touchdowns, like, and he had some decent receiving numbers. It was like, like seven but we or eight. How touchdowns. bad he was on the Eagles. Yeah, so like, yeah, so like that really popped. I think people at the time were kind of like, "Huh, the money is kind of weird." I know the Patriots were like, and that's the thing too. We had to give him that type of money because we're not a destination anymore. We don't have Tom Brady telling you know, "Hey, come play with me," like, oh, like you know we have this much money, but like Tom Brady's there. So we're going to, he'll take a, like this person will take a discount or something. So we don't have that type of team anymore. So we, we got to pay top end market to get some of these guys in. That's what we did for John Smith, who kind of iffy on, but I think he'll, I think he might be better in the second year. 
That's what we did for uh, Hunter Henry. That's what we did for Aguilar. That's what we did for Bourne. We paid them all pretty top-end deals at that type of position, right? And Matthew Judon, too. We paid him a top-end deal to get him out of uh, Baltimore. We paid Matthew Judon, yeah. So when you And then the guy much, disappeared at the end. Ugh. Exactly. So, like, but, like, I'm not going to follow them. Like, obviously, it sucks. But, like, for the most part, he had a pretty good year. He had, like, 13 sacks or something. So I will say we did hit on Matthew Judon. We hit on Hunter Henry. And we're still left to be seen on Aguilar and Bourne, actually. So we're still left to be seen on Aguilar and uh, Johnny Smith. But that's the type of thing is like when you're left to be seen, but you're paying that much money to that type of guy. Now it looks kind of bad because you're like, oh, we pay that guy top of the market last year. He's not performing. So it's something to keep track of for this year, too. They got to get their 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 money, their money's worth with these with those two guys, especially. Yeah, you really do. And I don't know what. I guess because I've never played football and I don't understand it as well mentally. Mm. But it's like, what do you do to get a guy motivated? What do you do to get the most out of a guy? After they've Money's been paid. Money's one thing. After they, yeah. Right. After they've been paid. Troubling. This is. Yeah. Dude, we don't want another. You don't want another Albert Hainsworth, right? Albert Hainsworth got that massive contract and then, and then ate his way out of the league. <laughs> That's what Zion's doing. Yeah, in other news, Zion Williamson uh, is declared out for the remainder of the season. I don't know if anybody could have Shocker. seen this coming. He's just, he's, he's sitting <laughs> the with pause. <laughs> I was trying to think of some, some, some pun. No, the pause was better. <laughs> some, some size related pun. Uh. No, the pause was much better. The pause was much better. Uh. Yeah, pause. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I do. Well, so yeah, so so I agree, Shrey. Uh, a little bit troubling if you're a Pats fan, but for other people around the league, uh, really exciting. Really exciting free agency. Yeah. And we'll see how, you know, Russ does in Denver. We'll see how Cheetah does in Miami. We're going to see. That's oh, crazy, see dude. So many See if the Bengals are going to repeat. And that's oh. the thing about the Bengals, too. Just like literally just like taking guys. Uh, they were already in a great position last year, right? You know, mm-hmm. that you've got a stud in Joe Burrow. You had really solid uh well, you had really solid everything except for offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got one of the best on the market in Lyle Collins. And you got yeah. Ted Karras too, who's a decent filling. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like they filled that need. And who knows? They'll probably go and draft a, they'll draft someone hopefully this year. They have enough wide receivers. So hopefully they draft another offensive lineman. And then you know what I mean? Like and now you're good. Now you have what you feel like you just a more now balanced you just team. Now you just play. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I wish we were in that position, but you know, very, very happy to see all this movement in the league. I love when players move teams, and you know, you see people in different situations, and it's kind of weird in the beginning to see like, oh, that person's in that jersey, when especially when they're no so synonymous in a different color with a brand. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, whoa, like ty- seeing well, that's ty- that's Tyreek Hill. He's seeing him in in blue and orange. Yeah, it's seeing Ru- Russell Wilson in orange. Oh, yeah, that he's synonymous with like that blue and lime green blue. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be crazy. So yep. know, I'm excited. I'm excited. I 100 percent agree. So a uh, few other tidbits before we sign off here. Um, Shrey, do you want to do the good or the bad tidbit first? Mm, start me off with the bad and then we'll 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 uh, we'll, we'll finish off on the we'll on finish a high off note. on a high note. Yeah, I like, I like uh, the bad tidbit is 
after spectating in a large white uh, designer jacket for what is it like two or three games. Now New York City has uh, changed their COVID restrictions and Kyrie can now play. Uh, so he the entertainer is allowed to entertain. The man just played the long game and conned everybody and just kind of did what he needed. You know, he because he saw Shrey. He saw with his third eye what was going to happen in the long run. He knew that he just had to wait and move in silence like lasagna. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? Kyrie is allowed he's to having play. an insane year outside of not playing home games and everything. Think of if he had just gotten a shot. He could have had the same. Like he's No, but Shrey, if he got the shot, he wouldn't have done that. He w- oh, you think he wouldn't be averaging 28 if he didn't get the shot? No, well, that's what he would say. Oh, that's what he would say, right? That is true. Right. That is true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all his my, life. My, my, eye, my eye look and the sarcasm, I don't think, translated <laughs> through the audio. No. Sarcasm. All his life power would have been gone by taking the vaccine. Exactly. It would have suppressed his third eye. It would have, it would have blocked his chakras. He would have been off. <laughs> so that's the bad tidbit. Uh, Kyrie, Kyrie wins. Kyrie officially wins. He's won. But when we talk about the Nets now, they're an eight seed, but now you got to... The only place, though, the only funny part, the, the only funny part is that they're the eight seed. If they stay the eight seed, which I think they will based on the games left in hand, then they'll have to play Toronto in Toronto for the first play in. And Kyrie wouldn't still be able to play in that game because of Canada's. Because it's Canada. Back. So it's like. So it's like even though he won in New New York, it does it, the way things stand, he wouldn't be able to win all the way. So it'd be KD by himself in Toronto. So we'll see if that still happens in Toronto. Uh, K- KD could still do it. KD will, yeah, I think he can. I think he KD can. KD will but, still do it. Sorry, he's that guy. He's that guy. But I think, but I think it's still funny that like if the, the way things stand, he wouldn't win all the way. Like he got his thing. But there's still a little bit of an obstacle left to, to left to be. There's seen, a little so. asterisk next well, to uh, yeah, a little a little got my way asterisk. So we'll see if that asterisk uh, enlarges. I think he did though. <laughs> I, I think I you know what I'm not giving him credit and I'm not giving him props, but I think he I think he did win. I think he got his way. He did. It took this long and he just waited it out and he just he did. I think obviously get vaccinated. You should be getting vaccinated if you haven't yet. What have you been doing? <laughs> But at the end of the day, the specific rule that was in place kind of felt like it felt weird. Like, so only like all so only the specific private sector and specifically like athletes. So like he was able to like go to games, but he wasn't able to play at them because of like that's actual work being done. And he was able to, you know, they obviously had the practice facility thing, which is considered an office. So he was able to practice. So it felt like. Like, obviously, like, the loopholes didn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, obviously, we're not encouraging that he, you know, you oh, win no, in the no, circumstance. No, that's that's why it's it, the bad tidbit. Yeah. yeah but it, but it, is, it did feel wild that there were so many loopholes that... It, and it was funny that Eric Adams was like, for a while, was like, well, then, you know, that's just the way things goes. And then he, like, and then he out... And then he, he basically got societal pressure to he cracked at the end of the day and uh and now and now Kyrie can play home games but i mean hey he's, he's back, a, baby. you want it obviously as a talent you want to see Kyrie play because he's unbelievable what he's been doing this year and the games that he's played is insane if you could only get a vaccine that he's been doing probably since elementary school yeah so the good <laughs> tidbit 
Yeah, I know. You crazy. Cat. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. The good tidbit is a uh, shout out to our alma mater uh, women's basketball team. They made the they made March Madness. They won the A10 tournament. Uh, they had some great players. Go um, UMass. Go UMass. Seriously awesome. Buckets all around. Really, really great players. Really great team. And it's just got to feel third good. I mean, time. This is the third time since they uh, ever, ever. Yeah, ninety. It is the first time in like what? Ninety eight. Since so since ninety eight. Twenty four years. Yeah. Yeah. Insane, right? Twenty four years. That. Love that. Yeah. It, they haven't. They haven't made a it, like Y two K passed, and they and twenty years later they're still. You know what I mean? So you know that's a that's a huge feat. That's a huge. Uh, they wait to get off your shoulders just to make the big dance. So, you know, props to them for making the big dance. Props to the players and props to the coach too. Coach Verdi is uh man, he's a he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He gets mm-hmm. it. And also the whole coaching staff. I had the pleasure of um working with them for a little bit. So it's just really cool to see all that, that whole program. Uh and it's very different from the men's program. Um, because I think a lot of times there are aspects of Verdi's coaching where he lets players play. Right. Mm. And it's, it's uh, they run plays and they they have a system and they, you know, do a lot of drills and they focus on stuff like that. But he kind of tries to understand who players are. And he also does a good job of kind of developing them. Right. If you take Sydney mm-hmm. Taylor, one of the stars of this year, when she came in as a freshman, she didn't get hardly any playing time. Now, talent wise, she was there, but she needed to develop yeah. maturity and then some game sense worked on that. And now look at who she is. Right. Right. Same thing, you know, Sam Breen, when she was redshirted, like she was good, but now she is yeah. great. They now developed the jump shooting, yeah. you know, same thing. And 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 Destiny, you know, Destiny Philoxy, she again was good. Now she's great. Now she's a playmaker and a scorer. Like mm. you, you need that. You need letting that. people uh, flourish. Yeah. Letting people flourish and letting people play their game versus like the men's basketball. It's a it's a very system oriented uh system and i think a lot of people a lot of players don't fit that mold and the issue is is that they try to make players fit the mold that they want even if it's mm-hmm. not effective so yeah and so we'll see what that that new system is i know they just hired frank martin to be the next coach of the oh, men's really? team yeah thanks so that matt mccall's gone matt, well, matt mccall's been gone and then you know they were talking to frank martin oh he was and... gone when did he leave yeah I, I'm pretty sure I heard the story a couple of weeks ago. Like it's, it's oh, been, oh, but it's, yeah, but he was there for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about been gone like you know since since they ended the season. Oh, I missed that news. Thank God, thank God he is gone because he was not a good coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was that was what I was saying. Is yeah. he tries he tries to fit people into a box and he let four star recruits who wanted to come to UMass walk. They walked. They 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 walked. so many people have multiple times. Yeah, like like oh. Rashawn Holloway, Trey Mitchell. Like you let these guys. Um, the Trey Mitchell one was ridiculous. Trey Mitchell one was ridiculous. That you let somebody you, yeah. you you let all these guys go. Yeah, so hopefully you know new system, bad new outlook. Uh, heard some good things about Frank Martin, but we'll see. It's left to be seen how he can you know shape this team up to make the make the tournament for. It's been a while, so. Spend some, spend some years. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that about does it. I hope you enjoyed talking about sports with us today or listening. We couldn't hear you, but if you were talking <laughs> along, 
We appreciate you. If you yeah. made it this far, uh, thank you very much. If you listen to any of the episode, thank you very much. Uh, this has been another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm going to give my voice a break, uh, but I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see. Oh, there it is. We'll see you next time. Peace.